Ben left the building. Okay. Oh, good job, Ben. Good job. Can you guys you hear that? Amazing, ben. The, my landscaper's here. Can you hear I it? I can't hear it. That's the beauty of that microphone. It kind of shuts out some of the outside noise. It's good. Yep. Um. All things girlfriends share. Welcome to Girlfriend It, hosted by women for women on a variety of topics most relevant to our daily lives. Weekly, we have incredible, inspiring, and influential guests as we explore everything from why ambitious women don't quite reach their full potential to how we deal with the dailiness of life. Together, we will hear compelling stories of other individuals in hopes of one thing. How do we get to know ourselves? All right, all right, all right. How many times have you heard a parent say, use your words, or better yet, watch your words? Mm-hmm. But what about our words? Are we watching? Are we monitoring our message that we are sending out? And and the biggest thing here is how do people experience us? How do mm. they, like, I, I mean, it's it's one of those things we don't necessarily want to get feedback on, but we want to welcome you to Girlfriend It. Last week, we talked about tasting your words, and apparently they tasted so good or so bad <laughs> that we are having to talk about it again. Again. We tasted, this week, we're, we are going to watch our words. So basically, this is what we, um, our girlfriends here, we, we call it a girls' night out in the AM. And this is one of our favorite times that we have in the week. So we just want to ask you to join us as we sit around the table and chat. And actually, today... We are going to be talking um, not only about watching our words, but sometimes we can we can master that uh, that self flagellation, or also known as diarrhea of the mouth, which is really you gross. Can't, you you cannot say that. Uh, you can't say it, Patty. I'm telling you, you're not allowed to say it. I were to say that if my girls were listening, if my daughters were here, they'd be like, oh, gross, mom, mom. And and that's my problem. I might be a winner if we had a girlfriend contest on how many times I personally have participated in abusing the English language in ways that don't benefit me or the other person uh, because I am an extrovert and and quite a few of us are here and we process things out loud. So I think that's important to know that. And especially when you're nervous, the rate of insulting, it's it, it literally triples because whatever I'm thinking in the moment, it just flows naturally out of my mouth. You know how you have a system one brain and then the system two brain? <laughs> system one just goes into autopilot and uh-huh. My husband, he calls this the the no shame gene. Uh, apparently, whatever filter God gave me is microscopic, <laughs> and it's moved. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I and I also know as I'm getting older and and more mature that I find myself sharing even more. And maybe I'm not getting my 5,000 words out a day. So if there's a space or a pause, I'll start sharing my financial plan, my toilet time. You know, I just go, well, it's a good thing I'm not a federal agent with 
these major vault secrets because I would have exposed them. But but it's weird. It's not like I if you guys shared something with me and said, Hey, you know, this is on the down low, I, I'm I'm good at that. I'm good at holding a secret, but I'm not good at like just exposing how I feel about you. It's like, if I don't like your glasses, I'm going to go, huh, tell me more about why you bought those. Like, what What do I you to buy good that? To know, good to know about you, Patty, because I won't ask your opinion. But it's interesting. The older we get, we should be wiser. And it's like something happens at menopause where that just flies out the window. Yeah. And what you're saying, yes, you can keep a secret, but I can't keep my own secrets. I can keep right. yours, but I can't keep my own. But but true fact, get this, as you grow older, you become more of who you really are. So that's just like a lesson oh. <laughs> to work on it now. I know what happens with me is I will say something, and in my mind it sounded really good, and then after it got out, I go, ooh, that that didn't yeah. really sound very nice. I When I saw it playing out, it looked much better beforehand, yeah. and once it was out, it went, ooh, ooh, not yeah. good. No, yeah. it's because, you know, it's that tone. Our tone can be so ugly. I get in trouble for that all the time. And it's what I hate the most about one of my family members. And um, But I swear, in the, and when I say it in my head, it sounds really good. Yeah. There must be something inside us that converts it and comes out. Yeah. Christette, I can't imagine you having I, – I don't think I've ever once heard you have a tone. So – if there's anybody in your family, it's not you, I don't think. <laughs> it's always their fault. Exactly. It's I like that. We need a tone converter. Oh. And you know can when you buy, when buy you one on things. Amazon? Can I get one on Amazon? Yeah. Let I, I, I say we come up with it. I say we patent it. And and that's one of the things. I do want to say we're we're gonna talk a lot about watching our words here on the show, but we want you to lean in because we're actually going to give some tips on how you can bounce it back. How you don't have to say those words and just flourish in them, you know? So stay tuned because we are going to share what we need to do and how we can become better. Because I like what you said, Sherry, and I wrote it down. As we become older, you become who you really are. It's it's like you can't be a poser anymore, apparently. You can't, as my kids would say, don't be a faker, don't be a poser. It's it's just we become so transparent. And that's why you see people in life that get bitter or like you said, Sherry, you got to work on it so we can continue to get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I think that um, a couple of weeks ago we talked about one of the, the new quotes that I saw that I love. Um, the realer you are, the smaller your circle is. Mm-hmm. The faker you are, the larger your circle is, which I think is so true in my 20s, 30s, 40s. Tons of girlfriends, tons of friends, just, you know, people everywhere. If I was going to have a party, I would have to figure out how am I going to limit this. Now, the older I get, I'm thinking, I wonder if I have enough to fill my couch for my dinner. <laughs> so it is so true. The older you get, the it is true. The realer you get or the realer you should get, I should say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Well, thinking about our words and things that, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, regret and just should never just shouldn't have opened my mouth. I think back to, um, when I was in college, uh, one of my girlfriends, she was starting to date a guy and she was super excited for me to meet him. She'd been talking about him for a few months. And so we, uh, she's like, okay, we're going to go meet him. And so, um, she introduced me to him and, uh, then we were walking away and she's like, so what did you think? And me being totally insensitive, I said, Oh, you have way too much class for him, which I, <laughs> I can't believe I said that. And I didn't know until maybe years later that I crushed her, literally crushed her. And of course, since she values my opinion so, so much, do you, do you know what she actually did? Um, she married him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and she was kind enough to invite me to the wedding. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a total miracle and grace of God that we are still friends today. And I, I love her and him. Uh, so that, those are words that like can come back to haunt me every time I see her. All I remember is like, remember you said this, you said this, you said this. Yeah. So I have to, you know, let that go and ask for forgiveness over and over again. And then and I think you overcompensate, right? Then every time you're with him, you're like, your husband is so classy love love him so much (laughs) he is so wonderful let's talk about fabulous yes and then i i was thinking about patty what you said like when you're nervous and you just kind of ramble i i I know these were two settings when i did that there was a, a guy at church whose name was jim and he walked up to say hi to me and with him was an elderly couple and i said oh jim are these your grandparents with you and he's like, no, these are my parents. Oh, 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 quick recovery. What can I say? What can I say? What can I say? I think I, oh, oh Jim, that's because you look so young. My eyes are so bad. The lighting's so dim. Uh, let me think of something. Yeah, which none of it makes sense to the story whatsoever. <laughs> none, of, none of it, none of it was recovery. And then uh, my my last like most major major foible that I will forever I try to remember I try to think tell myself it was a it was a dream but I think it really really happened when I was <laughs> I uh, there was a gal at church and they were married and um, she they had several children and so one time when I saw her passing by she had a loose fitting dress on I'm like oh my gosh Susan are you expecting again no you didn't. Like, yeah, I did. I did. She's like, oh, no, I'm not. And I say, are you sure? <laughs> Which, oh, my gosh. Because, of course, you know, Sherry. You would know if she was pregnant or not. Like, why would she know? That's she would not know. valid. Are you sure? But I'm telling you, the bounce back on are you expecting is, are you expecting a package today? Are you expecting a gift from me? You, That's our bounce back tip number one. Bounce back tip number one. Oh, well, I, now, now, now that I'm older and wiser, so two things I've learned. If they are with someone that I think is like maybe like a parent or something, I just say, Oh, are you with family? Okay, way wiser. Is that some family? Don't, don't put any inference as to like age or, and then I never say anything to a gal, even though she's nine months pregnant. I don't say a word until she shares with me that she's expecting. (laughs) Yeah. 
Great point. And also, it can go the other way because I have uh, two instances. I When I was at um, some store, I can't even think of the name of it, Abercrombie & Fitch, which I, why was I there? Who knows? But I was there a couple years ago. And the girl in the dressing room, she goes, oh, come on in, sweetheart. And that is so condescending to me for a younger girl to use that terminology with an older woman or, oh, dear, or, oh, you're so cute, anything. And it, I hate that. Or when a waiter is trying to get a good tip and he says, you're with your 80-year-old mother, and he's like, oh, look at you two cute little sisters out for lunch today. And uh, then I have one more story about a girlfriend that did this actual to my mom. We were at her house for dinner. We were sitting on her island. We were just enjoying some talk time. And all of a sudden, my girlfriend looks at me and says, oh, my gosh, she is so cute. She's even wearing lipstick. Talking about my mother, who is sitting right there, to me, like she's three years old. It's just the strangest thing. But uh, I'm happy to tell you guys that we've never forgiven her. And <laughs> we'll never see her again. <laughs> That's how sweet we are. That's and- our and that's not part of our tip, but we're working on Debbie. That's, that's the, right. You know, right yes, there. every day God's working on me. Yes. <laughs> Debbie is in our our constant mouth recovery program. And you we are. Yeah. We, we, we've been in it like doctors. We're in it. This is like our eighth year and we're, we're hoping to get a doctorate in it, but nothing yet. But it is so true. I cannot stand silence. I can't even have, if I'm home, I have to have the TV on, the radio. I have to have people talking. And I think, why is this? Because I'm so used to blah all the time talking. I can't yeah. stand it when there's silence. That's a horrible thing because you can't sit and listen. I'm not a really good listener, I don't think. <laughs> I know. I well, just heard it. I can invite all of our listeners. as We're here to share tips with you, but if you have tips for Debbie, we would like to hear them. So so please put them on the Facebook page. And um, I, I have a story that... This is, it doesn't put me in my best light and it's kind of a long story. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to, to cut it because I, I love storytelling, as you guys know. And I had this friend of mine all the way back in junior high and her name's, her name's Tyler. So if she is listening to the show, please contact me. Uh, so. <laughs> Loved her, right? And you know how that is, like junior high, you have summer parties, you know these people, and then they evaporate. Mm -hmm. Well, I had another one of my friends, and her name is Lori, and we, best friends, like we did everything together, everything. And she moved away my sophomore year in high school, and it was devastating to me. It was one of those things where all of a sudden I became very lonely, very isolated, uh, I was super close with my brother who was two years older and, and now he went on to college. So I, w- I was stuck by myself and it, it was one of those periods uh, of time. You know, you didn't have Facebook, you didn't have social media, the, my, my little, you know, security blanket, two secu- security blankets were gone. Well, what happened throughout the years is that I, lost contact with Lori and it 
it crushed me. So I would, I find myself dreaming about her. This is really weird. Some of you are like, okay, that's creepy. But mm-hmm. I kept wanting to, to find her and I would ask people, you know, has anybody heard, you know, does anybody know where Lori is? Lori, Lori, Lori. And then finally I put it out on Facebook and my friend Tyler, are you guys following? Two yes, different, we have Lori Hood and we have Tyler. So Tyler says, Hey, I will look for her. I will, I will figure out where she is. So Tyler finds Lori and I end up calling Lori and I'm, I'm crying. This is like this homecoming experience. I'm like, what happened to you? Where'd you go? What, why didn't you call me? <laughs> you, know, it's like, you know who I am. Like I, I am the most loyal, uh, you know, puppy. I, I still have friends from kindergarten. I'm just yeah. that person. Like, no one's going to sever our relationship. It's just not going to happen. But I realize other people aren't as, like, drawn to that, those relationships like I am. Mm-hmm. You know, where you go, huh? how could you leave me? Like, do you know who I am? Do you know how much fun I am? Like, and what? Said, and you are? <laughs> you are who? <laughs> exactly. So anyway, we had this this whole conversation. It was super cool. And then years later, I'm at a Cardinal game. And lo and behold, Tyler is there at this party. You know, everybody brings their food. It's before the football game. And she happens to be best friends with someone that's a part of this group who went to high school with my husband. So... We're, I'm being introduced to everybody. Yes, yes, yes. And this is Tyler. And look, it never registers that this is the Tyler. And finally, she says, Patty, I'm, I'm Tyler. I'm, I'm the one that you went to junior high with. And so I guess I'm not as loyal as I think I am. <laughs> because. I had no recollection. Like, it didn't even come into focus that this this is Tyler. So it's like, oh, my word, unbelievable, yeah, la, la. Had this whole experience, right? Then maybe three years later, I go back to this. Every year we go to this Cardinal game with um, Kevin's best friend. And I go back. I hadn't seen Tyler in, in the last three years. So I get introduced. And I meet Tyler like it's the first time, right? Oh, no. <laughs> So it's the same as asking if someone is pregnant and then yeah. saying, are you sure? Sure. Yes. I, I, it's like you said, Sherry, you just have to be aware, like bounce back and just like act like you know everyone. Don't yeah. look at someone and shake their hand and go, I don't think we've met. And that's oh. exactly what I did with Tyler. I don't yeah. think we've met. And you could see the facial expression where she just was staring at me going, Maybe she has dementia. Maybe she's going through yeah, this yeah. Alzheimer's. Yeah. I don't know. And she goes, I'm, I'm Tyler. Remember we, we met. And I went, Oh, yes. You're right. You're right. And did you say, yes, I've been drinking all day. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I walked away going, Tyler, 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 Tyler. And I think we just file so much in our brain. In, and I meet so, so many people that you, I don't know, because she's a significant part of my life. So I can't say, oh, she didn't have an impact on me. She really did. But it wasn't until like five or six months later when I put it together, this is the same Tyler that I met three years ago, the same Tyler I went to junior high with, the same Tyler that found Lori Hood for me. That's why it's so horrible. It's just 
horrible. So uh, I, I think this is a little bit of a therapy session for us right now, right? Too. I'm pretty sure all of our listeners are gone. It's just us right now. It is, right? <laughs> but I do have a story like that too, Patty. And I am just sitting here as it's it's unveiling its ugly head, going, <laughs> "Oh yeah, that's right." And I we're moving, and so I've been going through pictures, and so I I found her picture from when she told me she knew me, which was back when I, I feel like I have, do you feel like sometimes you have different lives? Like I don't even remember, but I, years ago I was, I did scrapbooking and I had a scrapbooking business. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I had a large team that would come from all over and, you know, I thought it was really, really personable and knew everybody. I was really, you know, that was one of my important things is everyone feels welcome and comfortable and friendly and just like you, you know, my friends, I'm loyal. I love them. And I want to make people feel really good. Well, she lived um, not in the Phoenix area and all of a sudden showed up with a cabbie convention, which is what I, you know, I do cabbie on the side. And and she's a cabbie stylist. And she's like, oh, no, we've met. I, we, we did close to my heart together. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who you are at all. And then the following year or six months later, same thing, just like that, where I'm like, and who are you again? Have we ever met? And she's like, oh, yeah, I remember. I And so then I'm like mortified. So, you know, good thing you have notes on the phone. So I'm like, oh, let's take a picture together. (laughs) Yes. So I took a picture with her and put her name in my phone and I'm like, do not forget, do not forget her. I don't see her on a regular basis, you know, but I mean, how embarrassing I'm thinking, well, she's changed a lot. I'm sure I've changed a lot too. How does she still remember what I look like? And lo and behold, I'm going through my pictures and trying to sort things before we move. And I find a picture and I'm like, all of a sudden, like you just had that connection as well as Patty. It was, it all connected. I'm like, Oh, I do kind of remember her now. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden you find this this focus. And I, I think the biggest tip there is is just, you know, what we said. You just don't say, yeah. I don't think we've met. Yeah. Um, are you pregnant? Are those your grandparents? It's what you said, Sherry. Oh, you brought your family. And you know what? If we would listen, these things would come out. They would reveal themselves. If we stand yeah. there long enough... <laughs> And, yeah. and keep our mouth shut, then we can figure it out a little bit faster than us just barreling through. Mm-hmm. Because when somebody says to me, have we met before? And I'm like, uh, yeah. yeah. Then it hurts my feelings that they don't remember me. Yes. I think I'm so memorable. And so, <laughs> really? They remember you. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think that um, our, our our words are are um, we, we have to watch them because I need to remember who my audience is. I can say something to Sherry, and um, she and I will both get it, and we'll be fine and be happy. I could say that same thing to let's say Robin or somebody else who doesn't have quite that you know personality and I might totally hurt their feelings when I have no there was nothing in me that meant to hurt anybody mm-hmm. so I think my sarcasm um is funny to some but certainly not funny to everybody yeah 
And, and I think uh, we have to look at why we say the things we say. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a perfect example, Debbie. Like you can say something to one person. So watching your audience and why do we have to say what we're saying, I, you know, to, to go into, um, scripture when it, it talks in Psalms about out of our mouths, we should be uttering wisdom and speaking what is just. And, and, you know, sometimes I, I go, okay, what part, what part am I saying is really wise? Right. And, what is our intent? So for me, often it is for humor. It's for the, the funny yeah. factor. And I am huge. And you guys know this for the shock factor. Yeah. Like I, I will just out of nowhere start talking yeah. about licky licks and yeah. sex and, yeah. and you know, everybody so just has to jump in and figure out what I'm talking about so because I know I'm going to get a good laugh. Yeah. Sherry's covering up her ears. Like, no. See no evil, say no evil, hear no evil. But it goes back to being the baby of six. And I think that this is how I would get the attention from my siblings because they would, they'd always have these fabulous, you know, wise things. And I would come in with just these punches of that's how I want people to experience me. That that's how I was getting the attention. And now I have to go, okay, are you saying things that are hurtful or offensive? Um, and you can go, okay, I know we're just the audience for one, but you can either breathe life into people or suck life out of people. So when I use humor, is it if I if I say something snarky about Sherry to get a laugh from Debbie and Christette, which what always am I works doing to Sherry. <laughs> what was that, Debbie? I said, and it always works, <laughs> right? So I get great feedback. So you keep going with that, and then yeah. later on, you go. You know what? I really didn't like the look on Sherry's face. I I think I might have like hurt her. And then I find myself calling, you know, hey, when I said that, I didn't I didn't mean and it's like, well, maybe I meant it a little bit because it was pretty funny. So look at our intent, right? Yeah. I had um my my first husband, uh everywhere we went, he had a very, very big personality and at that time I was quite shy and meek. And um everywhere uh-uh. well, no, I know, is that crazy? But I really was. I was and I think he kind of um pushed my personality down. But because he was my husband, I thought I'm supposed, this is what I'm supposed to do. I was 20 years old. I didn't know. And so everywhere we went, he would make fun of me. That was his shtick. And I would laugh along with it at the party because I wouldn't want to embarrass him. But I would get in the car and I would be like, do you? Why did you do that? That really hurt my feelings. And he would say, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I never meant to hurt your feelings. And then five minutes later, he did it. He does it again and again and again. So um, I think when you do it for the show, yeah, you really have to be aware of who you're doing it to. Yeah, I, I'm more apt to make fun of myself now 
speak mm-hmm. for that reason, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, my husband, um, he, he loves to tease me. And I think once again, it goes back to your formative years because I'm the baby of six and I'm so used to people mocking me and teasing me and that's endearing to me. I, if you didn't mock me, I would think you don't love me. Yeah. Honestly. And so he does it, especially with my cooking, because you guys know what a great cook I am. And, uh, he has stories after stories of when I have made something, you know, tuna casserole, tuna, tuna pie, which was supposed to be chicken pot pie. And it ended up, I didn't have chicken. So we, we used tuna and he loves. <laughs> love to share these stories and it, the way he tells them I mean it's hysterical it makes me laugh but I have had a girlfriend one time we were all out for dinner and Kevin was just telling one story after the other because he had a good audience and she came up to me and said Patty I think you're a really good cook and I looked at her and was like Oh, please, you know, but I think she felt bad. So maybe she was coming from your perspective and your lens, Debbie, of I've had my husband criticize me. And so now I see that is happening with you and you're laughing, but later on you're going to be crying. And so that's interesting too, because we can be offending somebody else Mm -hmm. just by our words and in creating tension. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we, we realize that people, um, we don't realize how desperate people are for encouragement and um, how little we realize that God really can use like the simplest of words mm-hmm. to just totally open up the door for the gospel in someone's life or to encourage them or put them on a better path. Um, I have a girlfriend who is just excellent at using words and so whenever I'm out with her I kind of like take notes when she's not looking uh so we'll go out to a restaurant and um so the waiter or waitress comes up and and she is so engaging and so kind and so warm and so affirming with them that literally by the end of the meal that waiter thinks that the two of them are the best best friends that they are the bestest friends and the whole time she's being so kind to them I am so selfish. I'm like, stop talking to them and focus on me. What about me? <laughs> this is our time. And so she goes on and on being just so kind and gracious. And then she'll even take it one step further after the meal is done. And, of course, we, we've had a lovely time. And now the, the waiter has practically joined us at our table sitting with us. thinking he's They're part of the entire conversation. She will say to them, you know what, can you go get your manager? I want to let them know what a great mm-hmm. job you've done. The manager comes over, stands there. She tells the manager, what an excellent job that this waiter has done. And I've watched this a couple of times. It's unbelievable. The manager is smiling and receiving the words very kindly, but the waiter is over the moon. I mean, yeah. their face is just beyond, beyond blessed. And just, I can't believe how ecstatic the waiter or waitress mm-hmm. is. And it reminds me of that verse uh, that's like um, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. There's just beauty and value that are received when words are, are so, you know, well chosen. So that's just a great reminder. Well, when you were so convicted by that. Oh, sorry, Patty. No, you go ahead, Chrisette. Um, sharing that story because I have a tendency – um, 
I'm so customer service oriented. I'm the one that's pointing out all the things that they do wrong because mm. they're not happy with their job or, you know, you can tell they're having a bad day. And so therefore they're giving you poor service. And instead of engaging with them, I can see how, um, this good friend of yours, uh, can just turn things around by her words and make, and make that person have a better day. You know, it's taking our eyes off of ourselves Mm -hmm. and knowing the impact our words have. But I am very convicted by that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I also think that we should be more aware of those kind words. I know that, um, when I'm with somebody and they are looking me in the eye constantly through the whole thing, I feel special. But if somebody can't look at me, I'm like, you know, where are we really here together or not? And I was going through a, um, sorry, I'm going to say, I was going through a casino one day and <laughs> I know it's a shock. And, um, this girl just random yelled back to me, seriously cutest top I've ever seen. And I yelled back, Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And I literally like pulled out my peacock feathers, had a new little, you know, kick in my step and I felt great the rest of the day. And I thought, is everybody seeing my cute top? Because I, I, they all need to, but just that little thing, it changed me. And not that it doesn't happen to me all the time. Cause just, it does. It happens all the time, but this was just special because it was in a casino and I didn't expect it. Uh, she had yeah. to put her spirit down, I think to say it. I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those things you don't expect somebody to say to you in a casino. So yeah. Yeah. Debbie, that, that, that is so funny. Um, yeah. When someone just, especially a stranger says something to you and it just shows you just the words of encouragement yeah. and, Sherry, at first when you were sharing that story, I knew you were talking about me. Um, <laughs> I thought it was Chris yeah. till she piped in that it wasn't. So yeah, and uh, I was waiting, and then I thought, you know, actually, I I I thought of my sister Kathy because she is that that person as well. And what what makes me laugh is when you. Um, when it's like, yeah, quit paying attention to them, to them. Like you're, you're cutting into our time right now. Like, hello, this isn't a time to share the gospel, right? It's like <laughs> this is girlfriend time. And, uh, my sister will take it a step further. Even not only will she encourage them, tell their manager about it, then she'll go, you know what? I, I just live right over here. When would you like to go get coffee? And it's like, um, hello, I don't get to have coffee with you. I like coffee. Now you're making, you know, friends with a stranger where I barely find time on the calendar. And she will. These, these total strangers, she'll sit down and have coffee and connect with them. And then, you know, six months from now, I'll be talking to her. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm meeting Julie. Remember, you were with me when I met her. <laughs> you're like, yes. Of course you are. Of course yes. you are. She's now the godmother of your child. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I was going to, you know, I, um, I've been thinking about this since you made this comment earlier, um, Patty, about how are, how are others experiencing us? And, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I've been very convicted by that too today, but it, it's, um, we, I had an experience, so I'm putting my words together because it was, it was one of those moments that it still actually is very tender because, um, I embarrassed my son mm-hmm. by my words and that's what it took to finally like 
get the light bulb on and recognize that, okay, some of the things that you go too far in, and sometimes I could be so about justice that I'm not quite sure where it comes from, but I hate when things are unfair or they're not communicated well or it's not handled very well. You know, it's amazing how kind words can make all the difference in the world. You're like, if you would just tell me that in a nice way, I probably would respond better. But when they don't, then I ha- then I like, oh, I have to pounce back because you are unkind, so I'm unkind back to you. You know, um, and it's a it's a it's a real problem I've had. And so I it was at a movie theater of all things, and there were you know complimentary tickets that we were going to use and. They said we couldn't use them. And I was like, oh, so perturbed. And, you know, how how dare you say that? It just says, not even in the fine print does it say I can't use these today, you know. And my son was mortified. Oh. And I just was so embarrassed. I mean, I played that over. I had tears. I was so apologetic. And, you know, so it's a good reminder. Sometimes it's good to have those experiences because they help prevent us from having it happen again. You know, so every time I start going down that road, that picture comes and that feeling pops up quickly to remind me, don't do it, don't do it. And I have still done it. I mean, I'm going to, you know, be honest. There are times where I'm like, I don't want to listen to that voice. But I love just, you know, how are others experiencing us? I just think that's a great, um, yeah, thing to take back from all of our listeners as well to remind us you know, how are others? And that's also the person we're talking to as well as those around us that are watching us because people are watching us and what makes us different? What makes us stand out? Who wants to be our friend? Because Mm -hmm. we're kind, not because we are rude and inconsistent. Yeah. 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 I also, um, talking about watching our words and, uh, Patty, when you were saying that like you could be involved, um, maybe not with your own secrets, but with others. But I think that's so critical. The older we get, I have been, um, not only the victim of gossip, but I have been the gossiper or I have been the one to sit and listen to it. And I think as women, sometimes we do it in the name of, Hey gang, I have a prayer request, you know, so-and-so is sleeping with her neighbor, but let's pray for her. You know, it's, it's in the name of, I, I, I think it is the most hurtful thing ever to be the victim. And I think until you've been a victim of something, it's hard to really realize how hurtful it is. And I, that is something I have to pray over myself every day is that God keeps my mouth shut. Um, not only about my own stuff, but you know, sometimes I am definitely guilty of sharing too much about my kids that my kids don't want to be shocked. Share, you know, shared with anybody, but I do in the name of love and in the name of, and I really do with my kids, but sometimes it's just to fill some dead space. Right. So. Yeah. And, and you need to process it w- with people. Sometimes it's when it's our kids yeah. and then you realize, you know, I wouldn't want them processing this exactly. about mother. Yeah. And, uh, I, I am definitely guilty about that. And I just, we have three minutes left, uh, before we end the show. So I, I do want to talk about our contingency plan. Um, our first one is like bounce it. You have to bounce back after you're an idiot. That's what we have figured. Maybe even like Debbie said, have a plan B on how you're going to bounce back, but amend it. This is where I, I like to say, you know, get naked. 
get vulnerable, uh, go, go Gucci or go home. It, is it possible to make amends without putting your foot in, in, in your mouth? Uh, uh, Maybe you have to write a personal note to them or an email or a text or an old-fashioned handwritten note or something to be able to say, hey, if I've offended you, I am so sorry, which leads into forgive it. Ask God, what can I learn from this? I continuously be in that state of, God, I want you to grow me. Uh, is it something that you need to ask for forgiveness? Do you need to go to that person or even ask for forgiveness Um about yourself and then label it. Labeling it is so important because you're pinpointing exactly what you said, what your intent is. Like we talked about earlier. Um, I, I was with someone and now I'm going off into another story who said to their daughter, quit acting like you're autistic. And her, her daughter's uh, boyfriend was standing right there and his brother was autistic. So just even those, those little things that just flow out of your mouth, like apologize for it, but label it. What, what made me say that? Um, um, obviously she was embarrassed and mortified, but be able to then get beyond it. At some point we've all done this except, uh, Maybe my husband, because he actually does think before he speaks. Imagine that. Like, who would do that? What a concept. (laughs) Exactly. Most people have wailed into their pillow. Like, why? Why? And and so just pause and do that self-reflection. And uh, I just want to say, John 17, 17 says, even though we can love with words, do it with actions and truth. And we just want to thank you for being a part of our show today. Uh, next week, we are talking about the comparison girl. So we hope you join us. Thanks for listening to Girlfriend It, because our girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It. Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.